Welcome to On Texas Football. I'm Bobby Burton, uh, your host, joined by Justin Wells, uh, InsideTexas.com analyst, reporter. Uh, Justin, uh, news out of Austin today, somewhat bittersweet. Uh, you know, B. John Robinson announces officially that he's headed off to the NFL uh, after spending the last three years in Austin, uh, setting all kinds of records, winning major awards. Uh, I wanted to give him a little bit of a sending off party. Uh, because he deserves it. Uh, talk about what his career meant to Texas, uh, what kind of player he was for the Longhorns. Uh, what are your initial thoughts on B. John Robinson going pro? I mean, my first thought is, damn, did we get enough? He didn't start playing until, what, midway through his freshman year. So you, you essentially got two full seasons. And then what we saw in that small part of, of, of his freshman year made you think, my goodness, I bet he could have played the whole season and done pretty well. But you know what? That led to Tom Herman's um, eventual departure, and it brought Sark in and a whole new regime, culture change, and, and a stock full of uh, stock full of, of recruits. Yeah, I just feel like we didn't get enough of Bijan. I tried to tell fans that throughout the season. You know, enjoy the ride, man. This guy's a three and done kind of kid, and you know. The thing about Bijan, and this has been said a hundred times, Bobby, but he's such a special, special person, player, total package. What you see on the field is so fantastic. And then what you see off the field is equally fantastic. And often that's not the case. It's not always that way. Usually these kids kind of have a an ego. Uh, usually these kids are a little cocky. And Bijan Robinson is the parallel opposite of that. And, and, and just people have to understand how positive he was in this locker room. Those last three years, I, I don't there's not been a more important player in the program. And I'm not just talking about on the field. On the field is obvious. I'm talking about off the field. Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. The, the impact he had, you know, he would reach out to walk-ons and take them out to eat and go hang out with them just to give them a sense of, teammate and give him a sense of, Hey, I'm, I'm, I'm involved with you. How can I help you? Kind of, kind of deal. Bobby, we're going to miss him. You and I are going to miss watching him. I'm going to miss writing about him. Joe's going to miss covering him. And now, you know, he, he's headed to greener pastures. There's a big fan club in Austin that loves some Bijan Robinson. And when he's done with a, an illustrious probable NFL career, I'd love to see him come back. And I have a feeling he's going to be the type of kid that comes back and gives back to UT. Yeah, well, I think that uh, he's very just a, such a talented player. Um, Matt, our producer, we put up uh, his uh, stats for his career so people can get, put this in proper perspective. You mentioned he didn't get full playing time as a freshman. He missed several games as a sophomore too. Uh, uh, the injuries, Justin, the injuries. Uh, but look at these numbers. Uh, all total, three thousand four hundred and ten yards. During his career of rushing, another 800-plus receiving, so more than 4,200 career all-purpose yards. Uh, he averages, as a rush, 
yards per rush uh, during his career. To give you a, a, a feel for what that means, Jamal Charles leads the has, uh, has led the NFL in yards per carry yep. over, I think, 500 carries or something like that for right. his entire career. Jamal Charles only averaged 6.2 at Texas. Bijan Robinson averaged 6.3. Now, uh, the problem with that is his uh, career was not punctuated with a big uh, send-off. I mean, yes, he had a great game against Baylor, uh, but his opportunity maybe to land on the national landscape even further was lost during the TCU game when the Longhorns just could not get the run game going. Right. Uh, at the same time, it does not diminish what he's meant to the Longhorns. Uh, he finishes his career fourth overall in rushing yardage for, from scrimmage for the Horns, uh, behind only Ricky Williams, Cedric Benson, and Earl Campbell. Ahead of Jamal Charles, ahead of Chris Gilbert, who Chris Gilbert's on my wall back here um, <laughs> that every each and every day in, in his uh, uh, Street and Smith's uh, sports annual. So, look, uh, B. John Robinson had an unbelievable career, uh, multiple, uh, multiple award winner, Doak Walker uh, this year, All-American, uh, really just a tremendous, tre tremendous player. player. Uh, ended up scoring 41 touchdowns in his college career. Uh, just an amazing player, amazing, uh, amazing person as well. Uh, came to Texas. Justin, let's talk a little bit about his recruitment because I, I think as we wrap up his career at Texas, it's important to go back to where he started, and that's at Tucson, Tucson's South Point Catholic High School. He was the nation's number one running back. Uh, the person responsible for recruiting Bijan was Tim Beck. Uh, the former offensive coordinator under uh, 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 under Tom Herman, uh, he uh, visited Texas, visited Ohio State. Most people thought he would end up at Ohio State, where a high school teammate also went. Uh, and uh, ultimately, uh, Bijan wanted to go in his own direction and chose Texas. Um, tell us what you remember about his recruitment, Justin, uh, and his uh, his ability of what you saw him coming in and why he was such a five-star prospect uh, to begin with. It's funny. Now looking back, I remember certain instances when I, when something was told to me or I learned something about him and I thought, okay, this will be a data point towards his recruitment. Now it's the story of how he got to Texas and became a star. I was fortunate enough to actually catch up with Bijan early on during his recruitment. And it was through an Instagram account. He never had a Twitter account till he got to Texas. He, he just never wanted one. He had no desire. And if you look at him on social media, he really doesn't care about social media. He enjoys some stuff on Instagram, but he was kind of a quiet kid. He had three words on his bio on his Instagram account. Just be nice. That's the only thing you saw. You didn't see his name, his school, his stats or nothing. He just said, just be nice. I reached out to him. I remember about a year before he was offered, Brian Carrington, uh, former uh, recruiting guy at, at Texas, had hit me up and he's like, watch tape on this kid. Tell me what you think. And it's like a three clip. OK, who the hell is this? And he's like, look, we're going to get him. Just pay attention to him. They get him on campus six, eight months later. He comes to the spring game and guess who he meets? Jamal Charles. And him and Jamal Charles had a really good one on one for over an hour. And Bijan will tell you then, and the same thing he tells you now, that right there was the foundation of him coming to Texas. 
Jamal had explained everything that being a running back in Austin can offer. And Bijan was blown away. He was blown away by the town. Every day we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov slash careers. By the, just, just, just the whole ambiance, the environment of UT. He loved it. And at the time, you know, they weren't the, the best thing in the world. They weren't the big kids on the block. They were coming off, I believe, a, a Big 12 championship game appearance, coming off a Sugar Bowl. And so that was still kind of in the mix. But what was funny is he went to, uh, I believe it was an Under maybe an Under Armour Arrivals camp early in June of that, that next summer. And there was some, some word that he was going to commit to Ohio state. Well, if you ask any of the inside Texas members, we debunked that pretty quickly. And the only reason was because we had so many different people telling us, look, he's not going to Ohio state. I believe they had a quarterback named Jack Miller who was trying to recruit him. And Bijan was telling those close to him, it's going to be Texas. Now, I know Ohio State was clearly in it. He, he, he looked strong at them. That, that was a big thing. But we had this quiet confidence it was going to wind up in Austin. And when he made that clear, that, that, was, the, that was the floor. That was the floor of, okay, here, here starts the Bijan show. You showed that, you know, Matthew brought up that, those stats earlier. As a freshman, he averaged 8.2 yards per carry. Can you imagine if he'd have played more his freshman year? Because he only had 86 carries, 8.2 yards. I just remember the first few games, the West Virginia game, the Kansas, the Kansas State game, and you're thinking, holy crap, he's not only the best running back on the roster, he might be one of the best in the conference. And, and then you get to just watch him. He got bent like a pretzel in Lubbock that first year. And I remember thinking, or the second year, and I remember thinking, okay, your body is not supposed to be contorted that way. We had a uh, one of our best members on Inside Texas start a, a hashtag. Don't care, got Bijan, and yeah. that really took off. Uh, you know, kind of a kind of a jab at the at the A and M group of you know with Jimbo, and it really took off. And, and I think she deserves a lot of credit because she was on that Bijan bandwagon before all of us. But at the end of the day, once he got to Austin, this was a kid that didn't flip, flop. He 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 wasn't timid. Once I, I he established Texas. Let's talk born. about this a little bit because this is important, Justin. Um, you know, he got a new coach after his freshman year. Um, Bijan easily could have went into the portal. Easily. Oh, yeah. Um, and would have been highly – you know, anybody could have taken him. He could have went anywhere he wanted to. He decided to stay with Texas uh, and with Steve Sarkeesian. And, you know, I, I think in this day and age – we got to look at that. And, and at that point in time, NIL was not as big a factor as it is today. And as much as he's capitalized on it as anyone in the country, and not only with a Lamborghini ownership or lease, but also yeah, yeah. He, a he, he has been mustard, a dime on that Lambo. Yeah, mustard, raising canes. I mean, there's – what's he got? I mean, he's got to have 20 different endorsements. He has more endorsements than 80% of the NFL. Yeah. He's got, uh, I think he was ranked overall number six uh, of collegiate players and high school players 
uh, by on threes NIL valuation uh, matter. That just gives you a sense of what he could have done and, and could have been anywhere had he chose it, really, right? Right. And the fact that he stuck with Texas uh, in a time of turmoil, a time of change, is reminiscent to me of what Ricky Williams did when yes. he decided to stay for his senior year with Mac Brown. And uh, those guys, you know, here's another one. People don't remember this, but Earl Campbell's senior year was a coaching change. They yeah. went to, to Fred Akers. You know, those guys, uh, three of the top four went through uh, essential coaching changes during their times at Texas. And now because of it, if there's a Mount Rushmore of rushing, they're on it um, and went through the tough times. And I think people need to remember Bijan fondly for that, not just that brilliant smile that he has there that's going to make him a million dollars or more uh, multiple times over, but uh, his play on the field, the way he conducted himself off of it, uh, by all accounts, he was always a good teammate as well. Uh, but uh, just a, an electric player and someone that I think every Texas fan is very happy spent his uh, three years in Austin. You got to give Stan Drayton a lot of credit because maybe Tim Beck was in on it first. Maybe Brian Carrington's the one that brought the film to the to the meeting room. Stan, if he the reason he stayed was Stan Drayton. That and because he's kind of a loyal kid. That's just kind of the way he's he's wired. Uh, he, he, he doesn't have this, I'm going to skip adversity and go somewhere else step, which the portal invites on a daily basis. Bijan isn't wired that way. And he's, that's what makes him unique. Stan Drayton is, is probably the main reason he stuck around. Uh, he had a great relationship with Stan Drayton. When Coach Drayton left and took the Temple job and Tashar Choice came in, I remember talking to Bijan about it. And Bijan said, you know, I, I was really sad when, when Coach Drayton left. He was one of the main reasons I came to Austin. He said, but Coach Choice and I clicked almost instantly. And he said, I actually learned a lot of new things from Coach Choice. And here was the difference, I think, that really helped him in his career. Drayton's a great running back coach. I'm not going to take anything away from him. Obviously, his resume speaks for itself. But there were little things about Bijan's game that needed fine-tuning that weren't getting fine-tuned, finely tuned. Choice started hammering him. It was the first time I think Bijan wasn't handled with kid gloves. Choice approached him like a grown-up. He said, look, you're a, you're an adult, and I'm going to treat you like one. And if you notice some of the little back and forth they've had on social media over the last few years, Bijan would do something big, and Coach Choice would come over the top with, you're still nothing. You still accomplish nothing. Why aren't you working? Why are you tweeting about this when you should be back at work? Bijan needed that, and he wanted that. He craved that because he's a coachable kid. He's so confident in himself, he knows he can get better. And that's why I think it, that combination of Coach Drayton and Coach Choice is the reason he evolved in such a, a, a talented running back to go on top of obviously the fact it's, you know, he's fast, he's strong. Another funny thing, whenever, you know, we're still close with a lot of the Texas kids that went on to the NFL. And a lot of times those guys will come back and watch a couple practices every year. And I, I get to catch up with those guys all the time. And the, the, it's an it's unanimous. Where do you think Bijan's going to go in the league? It, he's one of the best already. It, it's it, it's it's so funny listening to those guys. They're like, man, Bijan, that's a first round back. Like, there's guys in the NFL that don't look like Bijan, that don't play like Bijan. And then Todd McShay from ESPN puts out his first mock draft last week. He's got Bijan going number five to the Philadelphia Eagles. Now, our man Matthew is probably you know tickled pink about that. It makes me want to rage 
and put my head through a windshield if that happens. Uh, I, I may potentially riot. But at the same time, you're going to root for that kid. Anywhere he goes, whatever he does, you're going to root for him. Running backs don't go in the first round anymore, Bobby. Bijan is not your typical running back. And what he does in the NFL is just going to really, I think, going to magnify what Texas can offer you, especially bringing in a Cedric Baxter, especially seeing a Rashawn Johnson getting drafted in April, especially watching Jonathan Brooks take over a top, a, a, a heavier load this year. He's the best thing that happened to Jonathan Brooks was sharing a room with Bijan for two years and Rashawn. I mean, that's the best thing. So I think his impact is still going to be felt years and years later when he's having success in the pros. Well, let, let's put it this way. It's the end of an era at Texas because Bijan was certainly a uh, must must see TV when he was on and had Ooh. any kind of any kind of lanes. The things he did uh, to Oklahoma. <laughs> Oklahoma. I mean, I, I still remember the West Virginia run where I'm like, he didn't, he didn't go out of bounds, Bobby. I swear on a stack of bobbles, that kid did not go out of bounds. Yeah, he may not have. But my point, though, in all of this, and I think the reason why it's 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 worthy of talking about today, is it, it truly is a passing of an end of an era. Now Steve Sarkeesian is going to go into a situation where he can't rely on two big running backs, right? Uh, it's got to – the offense has to mature even further uh, without Bijan, without Roshan. Uh, but boy, we can appreciate what Bijan Robinson brought to the table and just how good he was. Uh, you mentioned the term loyalty uh, during that time of uh, coaching change. I think that's big. I think he's just been a approachable superstar, which there's not those guys. Just because you're a superstar doesn't mean you're uh, approachable uh, right. and likable. And so, look, I, my hat's off to him. Uh, I, you know, my hat's off. Uh, to B. John Robinson and his time during Texas. Looking forward to many watching him many, many more days, except they'll mostly be on Sunday now instead of Saturday afternoon. All right, yes, for sir. Justin Wells, uh, Bijan, take care of yourself. Good luck, buddy. Uh, this has been On Texas Football. Bijan, hook him, buddy.